This is a detail podcast. Here it is. This is the cabin I was talking about where we can record the podcast from now on. Excellent. I've got the beer. So, uh, what's this red stuff on the walls and floor? Oh, that's probably just spilled paint or ketchup. I know teens used to use this and have uh, wild parties up here. Isn't this Crystal Lake where all those murders happened? Yeah, but that was over 10 years ago, so we should be fine. Let's just set up the mics and uh, let's get started. Because today on the show, we're talking about... Friday the 13th. Hello and welcome to Drink In Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and get murdered. I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Dustin, and alongside me is. This is Saf, and alongside me is Keith. And alongside me, I think, is Pale. And please do not cut my head off. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is featuring beer from Summit City Brew Works and People's Brewing, and we are talking about Friday the Thirteenth. So, like, I had this thing running through my mind. Uh, there's a remember how during uh, my bloody Valentine, I was telling you guys about this. Uh, band this um like oh yeah hardcore band they actually have a crystal lake song too i figure it's yeah it's really good <laughs> my, i might have to share it with you guys afterwards it's just a side note yeah it's not going to make it in the show because we don't own the rights <laughs> to einstein kill so i can't play it for you but if we talk over it it's <laughs> that's fair i just it's so good like i probably won't talk over it yeah all right so you guys have a ipa and we have an ipa all right, I, I, we go. Oh, I know we we go first said, quite often. Oh, so let's yeah. just go. Like, go ahead, you you guys sure. go ahead. We'll walk into the dark cabin that no been in for years. So. <laughs> <laughs> you you take it. <laughs> you do it. I'm scared. No, no foreshadowing <laughs> here. Uh, all right. As long as we don't split. Oh, up, that's true. Fine. <laughs> all right, Pale and I, <laughs> we have. <laughs> We have the Rewberry Raven from Summit City Brewworks, and this is coming in at 7% ABV. This is a milkshake IPA with Citra and Simcoe hops, vanilla, strawberry, and hence the Rewberry. And on the can, we've got a pretty awesome can for this one. Show us your can. <laughs> we got a raven with some possessed eyes there. It's got a little crown on is what it looks like with a little moon. I would imagine halo. I don't think it's a halo, but it's the silhouette of the moon or sun, or I don't know what it is back there. Full moon, probably a full moon and pretty creepy looking with some. What's it looking at? It's looking backwards. It looks like there's like a little blob right there. I don't know what that is. It's kind of weird. I thought a corn cup. I thought it was like a loaf <laughs> Maybe of bread. It is. At first, <laughs> From I don't know. At first glance, I thought it was a peanut. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery object. But it's but like you, when you look under a microscope and you look at like yeah, organisms. The, yeah, that's the, what the bacteria. 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 Yeah, maybe it's a a portal. Oh, it's a portal. That's kind of what I, I was I thinking. Know, that would make sense. Because it looks like little stars inside of it. Pale. If you look really close, it's hard to see on the camera, but. 
Well, now that somebody's it's like a little star, somebody said corn on the cob, and I can't stop seeing corn on the cob. So <laughs> <laughs> it looked like that's true. It's a cool can. It's one of their or more weird. creative labels. Every picture on Untapped right now just has it on its side. I don't see. Yeah, I can't get a good image of it. So I'll just trust you guys. I always do. Don't you worry. <laughs> it's got like these weird little triangles, like two triangles into themselves. Like in the background behind. And it's like red polka dots. Kind of behind that and some little X's on the corners too. That's really cool. I mean, it's unique. It's just there. a lot of details. Kind of Edgar Allan Poe-ish is what I'm thinking. The mm-hmm. Raven. Freaky looking, but it's really cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it's shiny. 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 <laughs> Dustin hasn't seen that yet. Moana. Yeah, still haven't. <laughs> uh, good movie. Pale, what, what color we got? I know you're a little orange over there, so yeah, I'm a little orange. Um, let's look at the SRM. Just see if we can figure this out. Mine matches. Actually, pale it is pretty, pretty orange. I was gonna say, like the picture that I see on Untap matches pale pretty well. Uh, yeah. When he holds it closer to the light, not his incandescent ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like right. Th- <laughs> it's like go. right there. So it looks pretty good, like the picture. Like right there. Yeah, a little bit closer mm-hmm. to the window. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hmm, there's a lot of options here. Um, man, I'd say anything ten and up. T- yeah, maybe go yeah, uh, spooking. Aquaman. Bl- Blanca. You go Blanca. Is it Blanca? Blanca oh, it's Blanca shorts. It's Blanca shorts. Yeah, Blanca he's shorts. green. He's Those green. Green. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yeah, I like eleven. Okay, let me do Blanca shorts. Blanca shorts. He's pretty freaky. It's pretty freaky, Bowie. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> it's not scary, but eh. Yeah, Blanca's pretty scary. I'd be scared of him I, I, if he came up to me. His face, yeah, he looks like he could like he, eat you. He's got all that orange chest hair. I mean, that's scary. <laughs> it kind of looks like this guy. That's all I was going to say. Oh, he does. Like, yeah, he yeah. does a little bit. We'll get to that later. All right. What do you know, pal? I'm getting a sweet... Mm. Strawberry smell. Yep. It's berry. Uh, berry. I'm going to say me- melons for some reason. Like a melony. Who's melon? <laughs> <laughs> I made her up. <laughs> She's a character in one of these Friday the 13th, I'm sure. <laughs> She's doing the sex on the Crystal Lake. That's who oh. melony is. Are you getting strawberry? Yeah. Keith? That's why I said berry. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's more. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm cutting Melanie out. Yeah, I was going to say, it's oh, mostly oh, berry, just not like Jason. Did. That's what I was getting. But hey, if you smell yeah. melons, you go. I mean, honestly, that was, my, that was my guess. When you said it was rhubarb, I thought it was rhubarb and strawberry. That's like a yep. very common pie combination. Yep. Yep. Strawberry rhubarb. Oh, you're right. So maybe it's the rhubarb or the rhubarb. It could be, but I'm definitely you know, like, aficionado. Yeah. Um, I can definitely smell the strawberry in here, especially from Summit yeah. City with their toast and jam. Mm-hmm. I can smell that mm-hmm. strawberry. What does rhubarb smell like? That's I have honestly I have no idea. So it's like sour. It's um I know it's it's got a tart flavor. But I don't know about the smell is hard to I don't know, hard to figure out. I don't think I've ever had rhubarb. 
Like, so I have no idea <laughs> what it tastes like <laughs> or smells like. It's really sour or tart. Is it? Mm-hmm. I know it, like, when you bite into it, it's like uh, biting into an apple. It's like a little crunchy, mm. a little tart and crunchy. And... I allude it more towards celery is what I would think, like rhubarb stalks. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like celery. Anyway, mm-hmm. I already took a sip, so I pulled a pail before the pail. Oh, what is it? It's very smooth. So that vanilla added really sweetens it out, but you can definitely get that strawberry and a little bit tart, I think, with the rhubarb. But for it being a milkshake IPA, so you get the the heavy mouthfeel of the milkshake, the vanilla sweetened it out, definitely the berries. What I'm not getting is IPA. (laughs) Right. I was just going to say, I'm getting everything like you're talking about, but like... There's yeah. no hops. I'm not getting any like that. The, the hop bitter. I can't figure out what's what they used because it's just not there. It's just straight. Well, good thing it's <laughs> it's in the description with Citra and Simcoe. So, so the Citra could help accentuate the flavor. Two citrus style hops. No, it's good though. I like this. I remember when I first had it on draft at Summit City. It was one of the first flights i think uh, one of the new years recently i was out there and they had this one and i was there with another guy that had not been so he was looking for recommendations and he said or he said he liked ipas i'm like well try this one i'm gonna try this one because i love strawberries and rhubarb and vanilla and milkshake (laughs) so he tried this and and he ordered like four or five pints of this the entire night he fell in love with it and i'm like this is pretty damn good (laughs) So I remember going uh, a couple months ago to pick this four-pack up. I was very excited to find it. It's a big hit there. I'm glad he left it. I wonder what everyone else thinks. To the untapped. Boop, boop, boop. I see there are 69 total check-ins. <laughs> 60 ratings, 3.9 average. Not bad, not bad. Nice. 69 total. <laughs> 69. I don't have any friends. No. Nope. Yet. Uh, but I don't have anyone check it in either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also don't see any good blurbs. Yeah. How boring. What a here we go. There's something. Chris S gave it a four and he said smells like rhubarb, but ended up fruity enough and sweet. Shitty read, but whatever. It's something. A A Ron. Great balance between the fruit. Creamy as a milkshake should be, but he didn't actually give it a score. Sounds like he liked it though. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Uh, Chris F gave it a three and a half, and he said much closer to a sour IPA than a milkshake, though credit due for the spot on application of rhubarb. Crank up the lactose, and you've got something here. So they're thinking a sour IPA. You guys are thinking milkshakey sour. I'm leaning towards the more of a sour, like a, like a smooth yeah, sour. I can get IPA. I definitely get where that dude's coming mm-hmm. from for sure. And with that, with the rhubarb, that's to be expected. It's going to have that mm-hmm. tart characteristic. Uh, Bill, not to be confused with our friend Bill, gave it a 375. He said sweetness, fruity, strawberry, and creamy. So drinkable. Everyone's just you know very bland with their comments. There's no controversy. Mm-hmm. I like controversy. Joel B. Rhubarb with a berry finish. 
somewhat creamy. 375. That's about it. Yeah. Um, here we go. Here's something. Alex with an I instead of an E. She gave it a four, said tangy, a little hoppy, easy drinking. Needed some beer before a comedy show. That just means that the comedy you're going to go see is not fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm just, I hit the bottom. How about you guys? All right. I gave this a 4.25. Dang. I like this beer. It is very delicious. I said sweet and smooth milkshake IPA. The strawberry and rhubarb come through and the hops fall short. Almost seems like a sour style because that's now in my head. Um, another unique and delicious combination from Summit City Brewers. I love their goofy styles like this. Um, and they do have a huge stretch of Squishies, which is, I think, their brand of their sours. Um, so they got a strawberry squishy. They got a bunch of different squishies out in cans. So I know they're really branching out into the sour realm. So now, honestly, this can has been, we've had it for a while. I know Pale and I were about ready to retire this one and just (laughs) hurry up and drink them because it was, might be getting past its prime. But, um, I do remember a little bit more hops when I had it on draft, but this time around, I don't know. They just seem to fall short. So maybe that sweetness kind of really came into it a little bit more um, this time around. So I don't know, but that's good for me. So I, I don't like a whole lot of the hoppiness. I do like the sweetness and berry that comes through. So good beer. Pill, what about you? I said very smooth with a strong strawberry flavor. R- the rhubarb is on the back end. But this feels more like a sour IPA than a milkshake IPA. And I gave it a 3.5. Um, not because I didn't like it, but because I just think they may missed the mark a little bit on the the IPA. Um, I don't know if they really had like a base like IPA to use to um to really to then start adding in the vanilla, the strawberry, and rhubarb. It's like they I don't know. They they kind of went short on the hops. It seems like, and uh, yeah. I might may I would have preferred, you know, some more pre- a bigger presence with the Simcoe and the Citra. So I I'm, I just knocked it a little bit. Maybe I I feel like I give fours out like so easily. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna <laughs> knock it down a little bit, and I think I have like a good reason to bring it down a little bit too. Hmm. There you go. I was going to say, hopefully you can have this on draft because I know that'll probably change your mind because I know there there was some hops there at one point. Mm-hmm. Maybe as I get to the bottom of the the glass, it'll be there because they were the little floaters. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Is it on tap like often? Cause... No. It no. was new on tap, then they canned it, and then I haven't seen it since. Oh, okay. I'm sure they'll bring it back, though, because it was very popular. It stuck around for a while. Because they have, they have like 40 taps or something. <laughs> I'm sure they've got to fit it they in. They have the largest selection in Fort Wayne, yes, yeah. of craft beer. So I'm sure they're going to have to get it back on it soon. Mm-hmm. I may have missed this. Did you guess the IBUs? We did not. It's not bitter. Would you say 13? I think that might be a good number. <laughs> I <laughs> might like as well. <laughs> <laughs> I could do 13. Yeah. 13 it is. What <laughs> sounds fitting? What's that? What's that on our scale? Uh 13 bit radio. 13 bit. 
<laughs> agent 13 is that what you're talking about yeah agent 13 there it agent is 13. yeah the creepy stalker nurse across the hall from cap there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what today's episode is about <laughs> sharon carter all right before we waste too much time we have the people's hop killer IIPA, which is Imperial for those following at home. And this is batch number 777, the special edition. They have 777 batches? Wow. Jeez. It's like they've been doing this for a while. It is 10.5% ABV and 104 IBUs. Whoa. 100. It's up there. So the geek reference for this IBU is Susie Donaldson, the 104th person killed in the Friday the 13th franchise. She was stabbed by Jason with a trident. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking trident. (laughs) Brick, where'd you get a trident? (laughs) From Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Except for Aquaman's has four prongies, so it's not really a trident. Brick, you should probably lay low. <laughs> you should kill the man. Um, the movie he was in where he, or she was in where he killed her was part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. That's interesting. Yeah, most of that one takes place on a boat, so that's why the trident was there. Uh, makes sense, yeah. All right, back to this beer. Uh, American Imperial IPA, alcoholic and spicy malt character is paired with Cascade, Columbus, and Seven Seas hops to create a young, strong death that Jason's going to chase after. American hop flavor and aroma. This special version features a dry hop with eucanaut cryo powder for a complex fruity aroma with notes of citrus, tropical fruit, and papaya. Taking a look at the can, we've got this nice, beautiful orange background. And I guess this guy would be the Hop Killer. Um, he kind of looks like <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. He's got a leather vest on, green skin, flat top. Um, he's crushing the pint glass he's holding because he's so strong. He has three fingers. Uh, he's got, <laughs> yeah, and Hop Killer is tattooed on them. He's got four fingers because he's got a thumb. Thumb is not a face. I was just looking at the glass with the three around. I am not one of those people. He has four phalanges. Phalanges. Mandible uh, appendages on his hand. He's got some hops tattooed on him as well. He's got hop on the the right hand and killa on the left hand. Of course... He's got oh he's got a face tattoo. He did some time in prison. <laughs> it's like a teardrop, but it's a hop shaped. Yeah, and he's got like that barbed wire tattoo, but it looks like hop vines. And behind him is the normal like people's logo, and that's the can. I think his belly button is a hop mm-hmm. too. He's an Audi. That's, that's a big yeah, Audi. Belt buckle. He's way Audi. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's the can. The beer is. Like a ambery orange color. Yeah, for sure. Kind of golden. Like a morph ball orange. Yeah. Clay face style. Yep. 
That's where I was looking to. We can go with Clayface. He's a little more mean looking. Uh, Works for me. Would be number 12. Slightly darker than your Blanca shorts. It definitely has an interesting smell to it. Like you smell the hop flavors, but then there's also like some like sweet. Like that papaya or whatever. Yeah. The fruits you listed kind of come through in the nose. Yeah, it's like there's like a tropical Mm -hmm. uh, burst of flavor. That's it. Like you have like, like an entire wave of like flavor, but you just have this one instance where it's like, like a burst of just this expected tropical salad, if you will. Fruit salad. <laughs> fruit salad. <laughs> fruit salad. Uh, but yeah, you yeah, definitely I... smell all those hops, citrusy and whatnot. It smells pretty good. Let's go ahead and taste it. Oh, I, I'm glad I can finally start tasting it. <laughs> Continue tasting it. And then tell us what you think. There's definitely um, the way that it smells is the way that it tastes as well. So there's like a, like a, a pocket of fruity flavor that's in there mm-hmm. when you drink it. It's surrounded by the mm, those IBUs. Yeah, those IBUs. So when you first take it, you get the, the citrusy uh, flavor, and then you get like this sweet little gusher flavor, right? So, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, that's good." And then you're left with the the hop aftertaste. It's like, ah, oh, the shell is so bad, but I'm so glad like the inner fruit was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the perfect way to describe it. I yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. What's wild. But uh, what I will say, like the 104, I, there's definitely the IBUs are there, but right. 104 scared me. And it, I wouldn't say it's that bad. No. It's, it's, it is bitter, but it, I guess those fruit flavors kind of really help yeah. mellow it out. I think the last 104, quote unquote, beer that we had was like 108 or so. And that was the Palette Jacker from mm-hmm. Matt Anthony. Mm-hmm. And... That literally was like I was yeah. eating a hop just in liquid form. Like it was just like there uh, on your tongue, like the entire time that you burp it up. You're like, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't swallow this. There's no way that there's 104 in this. <laughs> it's just so juicy. And if the juice kind of masks it at yeah. like the opportune moment, yeah, good. But I'd say this is like closer to like 70 or 60. I would think a lot of yeah, those high beers need to like, have that fruit behind it to really mellow it out. Because not many people mm-hmm. like the punishment of just burning your mouth on pure right. hops. But mm-hmm. it was popular for a while, but yeah. I don't think that it's kind of gone away. And no, mm-hmm. sours have more taken the place. Right? They wanted that sensation instead. Yeah. As soon as they came out with New Englands and Hazies, they're like, "Nah, we don't need." <laughs> If we can get the hops without like the punch in the mouth bitterness, yeah. why not? And uh, uh, the ten point five percent or four percent or whatever it was is not coming through. No, I don't mm. feel that taste the alcohol. <laughs> I might feel it in a little bit. It's, it's going to be very slow, <laughs> slow transition to your bloodstream. Luckily, it, uh, it's a twelve That's ounce, good. so that helps. Did you, uh, were you only able to buy four of these? Is this like a four pack or this? I think this one comes in a four pack. Yeah. That'd be my guess, right? All right. Looking at untapped, we have 78 check-ins and 64 rankings. It comes in at a... 64! It comes in at a 4.09. Better than yours. Over the four. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) 
I have one friend. I thought I did. Nope. No friends, Jackson. Oh. Never mind. Oh, I'm not looking at the batch. There it is. Oh, yeah. It's I, I, be had the number the, I had the original one. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the special batch. So with only 64 people checking this in, I'm not seeing a whole lot. Pale, have you found anything? Nope. Or are you behind here? I, w- I don't have any friends either. That's what I was just looking at. I say a couple people. Dave just says Hoppy. Gave it a 4.75. Thanks for your contribution to this world, Dave. It's more than what I've read. read Better than Andy L. said. And Michael. <laughs> strong, fruity, Hoppy. Gave it a four. <laughs> strong, fruity, Hoppy. Short and sweet. And bitter. <laughs> here we go. Adam B. says, whoa. Did not know this was 10.5%. Was pretty dang good. Best I've had from people's yet. Give it a 4.25. And that's about... Oh, here we go. Rachel, like a juicy malt, has a weird mid-taste, but smells so good. (laughs) That's the good part. (laughs) The weird mid-taste is all the fruits. (laughs) She gave it a 3.75. Whoa, Jordan J. Coming in with a perfect five. Like nothing I've tasted in an IPA. Tons of flavor for a high ABV. He hasn't had a whole lot of beer then. <laughs> this tastes like every other IPA is what it sounds like. <laughs> a little bit of fruit. <laughs> and it's bitter. <laughs> that's, a, that's a beer. You described a beer. <laughs> TJO said, a 10% ABV is going to cross my eyes. But the flavor, <laughs> aroma, and presentation is killer. I'll oh! check in after three and see what happens. Gave it a four and a quarter. Oh, we got to find his update. I don't think he checked back in. It's, it sounds like TJ is no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never with recommend checking that many. <laughs> he died. It killed him literally. <laughs> he said he. He said he'd check in and he didn't. <laughs> He was hop killed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was his blood that we saw in in the beginning of the episode. In, the ca- in, oh. in this cabin that in we're the, recording in, the, in this cabin we're recording at. Here we go. Oh, wow. Here we go. Pale. Kurt H. We have our best description yet here. More a neutral slash floral slash resin nose than expected, as well as not near as hop forward as you might expect at this IBU. IBU needs to be more black-white like Scoville units of heat. No matter my above, this is a great beer and worthy of the Hopkilla name. Gave it a 4.25. A lot of Boiler fans on here, just Boiler Ups. I mean, they are in Lafayette. I'm checked in. I'm ready to roll. Me too. Fantastic. Good, because these people are depressing. I actually wrote something, and I took a picture. (laughs) Oh! Whoa. What? He probably got a badge for all. Yeah, he probably that. got Market. seven badges. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> first photo, photogenic number one. <laughs> <laughs> I maxed out that one a long time ago. Oh my! Uh, I just, just no, that's your check-in. Uh, nope, didn't get that badge. Just kidding. Hopped up level fifty. I've, I've been part of hopped up for a while. Thank you very much. All right, I give it a four twenty-five. I said it's like a gusher. You have a citrusy at first, you have a burst of tropical fruit flavor in the middle, and then bitter at the end. It's definitely not a 104, though. Basically, how I described it is how I want to write this down. I can't describe this any better, I don't think. Nope, I can't. 
Nope. <laughs> I can't describe it any better than you did either. Yeah, I got but, nothing. But <laughs> uh, I gave it a four, so just a little notch below yours. Uh, and I said, the tropical fruit flavors really save this one and make it an enjoyable experience. Uh, and like just like you said, it's got those nice little fruity notes right there in the smith snack dab in the middle uh, to cover up that bitterness and probably the alcohol flavor and just make it go down smooth. I think I'm more disappointed that we didn't get the same rating that I am with this beer. <laughs> you wanted to hold my hand? <laughs> I feel like every episode, it's like almost a meme that we're just constantly... The same rating. It's wild. I can I can bump mine up if you want me to. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but no, I, I want you to be authentic. People who listen to our show want you to be authentic. Well, it matches the the theme of the entire episode that you should always go with someone else, but you guys went your separate ways oh, no. in this episode. So one of you is going to oh, die. No. Oh, my God. This is why we're doing we're this episode. We're definitely all going to die because none of us are holding we, hands. Nope. That's true. <laughs> Pale and I were way off. <laughs> that was like the most <laughs> way off. That's the most off we've been ever. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink In Geek Out. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content that is patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, the plan this episode is to talk about the Friday the 13th movies. Um, I'm the only one that's apparently seen them all. I've seen a couple. So it'll be, it'll be my job to kind of fill in gaps, I guess. Uh, and then maybe in a future, cause there's like a couple Friday the 13th every year on our American calendars. So we could start picking some of these movies and talking about them. I'll try to pick the best ones and we'll just like watch the movie and discuss them. But, uh, this will just be like an overview of the franchise. And then at the end of the episode, I've got a video for the top 13 kills and I don't know, we're going to try to somehow, uh, I'll share it with you guys and then we'll just talk over it and see how that goes perfect but starting with the first movie friday the 13th uh i probably should have put the years on here but i guess if you care to know what years these were released you'll you can look it up on your own time (laughs) Uh, (laughs) what late 80s early 90s right i think it was early 80s okay because halloween came out in the late 70s and this was like hot off of that all right uh so the main takeaway, Jason's mom avenges her son's death. Uh, she is de- decapitated by the final girl. So no Jason in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's all the mother uh, because Jason died. He was a child. Get at, it. He was a child at the camp and then he died. And so she's like murdering all the camp counselors that let him die by fornicating and not paying attention when he drowned in the lake. Sex kills kids. Yep. <laughs> yeah this, this when this movie came out it was in the height of the uh the social uh unspoken but spoken type of norm of white flight if you will so everybody kind of moved out of the cities around this time period and moved into the safer 
suburbs. And these are white families. And so in this time period, movies started taking on the same type of aspect or the, you know, the, the what's going on with the time to try to make movies that would sell and be popular because of the fears that the, you know, the white families would have, right? So they, you know, oh, I'm afraid of this happening to my family. It's supposed to be safe here. It's, just, right. it's the very same thing with this. Like, you're supposed to protect him. It's supposed to be safe at this camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was, you know, in that time frame. And so uh, I believe there's also a, a black kid on the camp, is there? Like one of the counselors? Uh, I don't remember the first one very well. It's not my. Fa- it's probably the best of the ones, but it's yeah. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> like it's it's actually scary and like yeah. uh, not fun as the other ones are. Right, and so like a part of that is you know when they when they say like the black kid dies first in all these movies, it usually has yeah. everything to do with the whole white flight thing. It's like oh yeah, they're you know get them out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's very few minorities in horror films in general. And usually when they are, they're the first ones to be killed. Right. Let's say it's my bloody Valentine's and the only one survives and he's a hero. <laughs> Cause that movie is a meme. Uh, but yeah, the, like this, <laughs> this, this, I guess that's probably why I didn't watch a whole lot of these movies in the eighties is because like the time frame and like the whole reason why they did, you know, made these movies and why they're so popular is because of white, fr- uh, the the white flight. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's uh, the Duke's woke corner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the only reason why I know the premise of this is because of that uh, hardcore song, uh, "Crystal Lake" by Einstein Kills. I forget. I think I think it's called Crystal Lake, but essentially. So, question for those that have seen this one: um, Does she? employ like jason style tactics to kill or she just some white karen on a rampage and just going out and we don't know her people we we never see her never see it happening well we see like like it's from her perspective like the camera is so you don't see who's doing it it's just like hands coming out from behind Uh, the camera okay and like killing people and so it's like a mystery who is actually doing the murders Mm. and and we don't find out until the very end when she yeah gets her head chopped off okay and it's not a machete i was gonna say because that wouldn't be very exciting yeah <laughs> the machete doesn't show up until later right yeah it's like the fourth movie i think oh, <laughs> the iconic all the iconic things don't show up until much <laughs> show later. Until later wow as that's we'll see as we go through these weird. that's why it's kind of an interesting franchise hmm. uh, but the it ends i guess jason is technically in it because it ends with the final survivor uh, like sleeping on a raft floating on the lake and then like the deformed little kid jumps out of the lake and like grabs her and pulls her under. So it's like Jason waking up from, I guess he's still in the, like they, he drowned in the lake and they just left him down there. Left him there. Uh, so once his mom dies, it wakes him up, I guess. I don't know. You killed my mommy. It's really not explained, but then, uh, I mean, most of these are part two, right? Yeah. All right. Part Two, Friday the 13th, point two. Five years later, Jason is now an adult with a bag on his head because his girlfriend said he was ugly. <laughs> he is ugly. He's yeah. very ugly. Um, so that sense doesn't make sense. 
Five years later, Jason is now an adult with a bag on his head. Avenge- oh, avenges his mother. I thought this said to avenge his mother. What would the bag have to do to avenge his mother? Yeah. <laughs> just when you're looking at him. Yeah, just you can't do it. Turn the lights off. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the final girl finds the mother's head and puts it on and then grabs her sweater and stuns Jason, scares the crap out of him because he's like looking like his mom or whatever. And then stabs him with a machete. So she called upon the spirit of Daniel Trujillo? Trejo? Trujillo? To come and be machete. One way to kill Jason is to confuse him. So put on his mother's clothes and then he's like, he's an idiot. So if she finds the head, did did she also find the body? So... uh, Jason has a cabin that he lives in now, apparently, in the woods. And he's got, like, a shrine with his mom's head on it and, like, a sweater mm. draped over it. So she, like, sees the sweater and puts it on. Uh. And then she starts – she's like, I'm your mother. You must listen to me. And then he – so he just kind of stops. And then she kills him. Kills him. In quotes. Mm, she, yeah. She just goes night-night. <laughs> How did so he this... survive in the lake for so long? Like, like was he – no. No idea. They don't explain that? No. The Maybe worms, he wasn't. Algae. The, Maybe he was just hiding in the woods. The uh, the lake um, has chemicals, and <laughs> he became mutated by drinking the chemicals in the water. He, oh. he grew fins. It's, it's he became <laughs> Solomon Grundy. <laughs> it's unclear if he's actually ever, if that's him in the first movie, jumping out of the lake, because the girl gets pulled under the water and then it cuts to her in a hospital bed. So we don't really know. And she's like waking up. So we don't know if she was just like having a dream about it and, uh, mm. or if that actually happened. Mm. So maybe he was just hiding out in the woods this whole time. Be interesting. Now he's got to avenge his mommy. But his mom's head is not decayed after five years. It's kind of gross looking. It's like, okay. It's like all wrinkly and shrunken. in. <laughs> All right. It's not an attractive mom face anymore. To be fair, she was never an attractive mom. <laughs> I think I think the shriveled was an improvement. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Let's go on to part three. Friday the 13th, part three. Jason wakes up, removes the machete, hides out in a barn, and begins murdering a new group. He finds the hockey mask towards the end, and Chris puts on puts an axe through Jason's head. He's collecting weapons. <laughs> when when he read that, I immediately thought of Frankenstein. It's it is very Frankenstein esque. Like you have mm-hmm. a deformed monster, and he's hiding in a barn. Not that he's trying to terrorize people, but you know, he just wants to be left alone. And the people keep coming up to his lake, and he's got to kill him. Yeah. Stay off my so yard. This, the third movie is finally <laughs> where he gets the machete and the hockey mask. Good. So and, we should start with part going. three. I think that's where yes. we would start if we <laughs> decide to watch these. The first two aren't great. I mean, they're so, they're not. They don't really figure out what the series is, where it's just like Jason murdering people in unique and funny ways until later in the franchise. I wonder if they changed. It's almost like they started. I was just going to say they start with part three would be one and then like one and two seem like a prequel somebody would make 20 years later, like to get the backstory or something. So the 
Uh, I guess we'll get to that later, but I can just say it now. The 2009 remake that came out is the first three movies just compressed into one film. So we see all of this play out in the one. So the mom's killing, then she gets killed, and then Jason takes over, then he gets his mask, and all that happens in quick succession. You should probably just watch that movie. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Good. Well, <laughs> well, the first two weren't good either. Apparently, <laughs> I was wondering. Like, I know that they went through like a, a studio change. Like every like horror film yeah. went through like a studio change, and then they go from like a potential scary movie to like a comedy gold movie. Mm-hmm. Is that like when that happened? Is once they figured out where they were going, is because they were on a new that yeah that and like slasher movies were starting to get stale they all because there was so many go like different franchises going on so they had to figure out unique ways to keep this one unique from the other ones and so they just made it like more fun and campy yeah they had to, they had to keep up with leprechaun <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> yes but uh part of that like switching studios is why we haven't had friday the 13th part 13 there hasn't been a new one since 2009 because the rights are have been in court for 10 years. Yeah. Hmm. Dumb. So we have the fourth movie, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. <laughs> is it Jason? Though? Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> sort of, in a way. Jason wakes up at the morgue where he kills the coroner and makes his way back home. A kid named Tommy Jarvis shaves his head, and pretends to be young Jason, stunning him and goes crazy stabbing him. <laughs> wow. That works. not a bright one. Uh, he's got mental... Uh, he's slow. I don't mm. know, whatever the PC term is. <laughs> uh, that's why he... Uh, I mean, that goes back to the first movie. That's why his mom's mad, because he's like... He needs special attention, and nobody was watching him, and then he died, but... Oh, okay. I thought it was just like zombie brain because it sounds like, you know, they're not very intelligent. The next movie gets into zombie brain Mm because this one, the final chapter is where Jason actually dies. And going forward, he's essentially a zombie. Oh. So that's why this is the final one. Tommy actually does kill him. He murders him with the machete. And Tommy Jarvis becomes important in the franchise. He's in the next few movies. He's played by, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's in Goonies. Josh Brolin? Nope. The, the uh, mouth. Uh, he's also in Stand By Me. He's in... Oh, yeah, it's uh, Corey uh, Feldman. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yeah. In one of his first roles. That's a really good one, actually. That'd be, I think, part three, part four are really good. Uh, part five, on the other hand, is really bad which is the next one uh friday the 13th a new beginning older tommy now in a mental institution is stalked by jason uh jason is killed and demasked only discover it was an imposter the whole time so it was just some random dude killing people with a hockey mask on and uh has really nothing to do with the franchise except for tommy jarvis so is it's back. a bloody valentine <laughs> <laughs> it's not the real one yeah that one's kind of stupid uh I mean, there's a couple of good kill scenes in it, but overall, the plot is dumb. So in this one, like, oh, Jason is killed in this one, but then if- he's killed in the fourth one, and then the fifth one. Now it's just some guy pretending to be Jason. Oh, uh, okay, All copycat right. killer. 
I just assumed when you said that, it was like at the beginning. So I'm like, so what was the strife? Like, what was the problem in this movie? (laughs) Yeah, Tommy Jarvis from the fourth one is now a little bit older and he's played by a different guy. And he's gotten, he's in a mental institution because of, uh, you know, having to murder Jason and being stalked for a full movie. So then uh, now he's being stalked again in the mental institution and that's the whole movie there. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Bum, bum, bum. Now we're with Zombie Jason. Zombie Jason. Tommy, still haunted by Jason, needing to be confirmed that he is dead, goes to his grave and stabs him with a metal pole. The pole is struck by lightning, which accidentally reanimates Jason uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> exactly. That's why <laughs> I was like, you're spot on with Frankenstein metaphor. Who returns to his mis- murderous ways, not mysterious ways. Mysterious. <laughs> Mysteriously murderous. <laughs> uh, Jason is now far stronger than he was before. After luring Jason back to the lake, Tommy ties a boulder around his neck and sinks him to the bottom. Jeez, Tommy's just like a straight up like gangster. <laughs> he's swimming to learn. He's like, well, he spent because he's like eight or ten in that first appearance. So he's like, now he's in his twenties or thirties, and he's spent his whole life training to fight Jason or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's the only one that can take him on. That's a fun movie. I like watching that one. Uh, yeah, but there's nothing. But that's this is now into. Jason is like a super powerful monster, unstoppable Jason, not a man anymore. Mm-hmm. So we are on to Friday the 13th, part seven. The new blood begins with a flashback where a little girl and her father are on the docks and the father drowns. Years later, the girl with telekinetic telekinetic powers, <laughs> okay, attempts to reach out to her dead father at the bottom of the lake, but instead wakes Jason. After Jason runs around murdering people, he's lured back to the dock where the girl's father jumps out and grabs Jason with chains, and Jason is once again chained up at the bottom and left at the bottom of the lake. So, her, her dad became Jason part two? Like, he came... Mm-mm. I'm confused. He... I don't know. I can't remember. I think the the dock that they're standing on collapses, and he, like, gets trapped and drowns in the but lake. But he comes back at the end and pulls um, Jason down. So he's, like, Jason yeah, he, all over again. Yeah. Well, the girl had... It, I, I feel like this was... May have went through a draft where it was Carrie versus Jason, because this little girl kind of looks like Carrie, and she has telekinetic powers, and... uh so this one's a fun one because it's like actually a there's a battle between people with powers now because Jason is strong and she has like these weird powers. Um, then at the end, she's like, well, she, well, she goes to the lake to wake up her dad or talk to her dad who has drowned years earlier, but accidentally wakes up Jason. But apparently it woke up her dad, too, because at the final battle, her dad comes out and like ties up Jason and takes him back down into the That's lake. So weird. I don't know that I guess the dad just is down there. I don't know why he doesn't come back yeah. out and say, hey, hey, <laughs> he just like grabs him and takes him. Go <laughs> sleep down here. That's weird. Probably. Sounds like a spinoff. I, the, uh, these movies are weird, <laughs> but that's why I like them. You got Friday the 13th, part eight. 
Jason takes Manhattan. A booze cruise ship comes sailing through Crystal Lake, which is inexplicably connected to New York now. <laughs> oh, they got some... Uh, bol- yeah, this lake is somehow, Now you can just sail <laughs> yeah. to... Take a huge boat and go Crystal to lake. New York. This uh, has been... Crystal Lake has been built up. <laughs> Jason, who is still at the bottom of the lake, gets hooked to a rudder and climbs aboard and begins to murder people. The film runs out of money in the budget, so only the last five minutes has Jason actually taking Manhattan, and he only seems interested in the survivors from the ship. Jason is melted with some of the toxic waste that can be found in NYC mm-hmm. sewers. Jeez. You guys are all aware of that, that Christ. there's toxic waste that goes <laughs> well, that's the How so we why? got the turtles, so I it thought... makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought he was killing people because they were messing with him, but he's like messing with them. They're just yeah. minding their own business on the boat. He climbs up on their boat. Oh, the boat did go through his area. Oh, yeah, disturbed his chains. It's it, like his chain gets his yeah. chains gets wrapped up in the like the little rudder thing. So He's he like, gets kind of pulled up. Thank you for freedom. Must <laughs> <laughs> and then he murders you. most of the people on this boat, and then like the four or five survivors, he like stalks through Manhattan instead of just like killing the other. Two million people that are in Manhattan. He's like, I just want to kill these guys, then I'm going to go home. <laughs> they're, they're easy targets. It's ridiculous. But not. So the rats yeah. did him in. There's some fun stuff, but it's pretty bad overall. Just because, I mean, it's cool to see, like, there's one shot of him, like, walking down New York City streets. And, like, you get, like, the 80s guys with the mohawk and, like, the leather jackets and, like, the punk rocker guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, like... He interacts with them, and there's some stuff, fun stuff like that, but th- there's so little of that. It's just him on a boat most of the time, so that's, that's kind of boring. Mistitle there. Oh, you thought that was weird. Wait till you hear about Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, out of context, Jason Goes to Hell might be the silliest name for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's just such a random white guy name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a comedy. Uh, like, if you don't know about the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the final Friday until we get a couple more Fridays. Jason is back alive and in Crystal Lake, so apparently he didn't melt in the sewer like we saw in the last film. Uh, he is stalking a seemingly unexpected woman that leads him to a trap where the army completely blows him to bits. No more Jason. He's been annihilated. <laughs> There's, like, nothing left of him. Just like little pieces. Uh, now in the morgue, a weird worm thing climbs out of Jason's head and inhabits the coroner who begins murdering spree. Uh, apparently the only person that can kill Jason's worm soul thing is a relatively uh, a relative using a special dagger. We never heard about relatives before or daggers mm-hmm. <laughs> in the previous nine <laughs> movies. Uh, the dagger is used and Jason is dragged to hell. Freddy's Krueger's hand can be seen reaching out of the dirt and pulling Jason's mask to hell. Hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Ooh, crossover. Not for another couple movies. Not for another, like, ten years almost. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time coming. Yeah, this one's really stupid. Like, the, the opening scene with Jason in it is awesome, and then he's blown to bits, and then we just get random people. Somehow, I don't know, this worm thing just keeps getting transferred, and they're just, like, killing people people and it's really yeah, dumb <laughs> make any sense. Hmm. 
So, so Jason, this ultra powerful mutant of a man doesn't actually exist. It's this worm. Yeah, I guess this yeah. worm that's been in his head or his heart has been controlling him the whole time. That's why I need to get checked for heartworms. Yeah. I guess when he was in that grave, a worm inhabited him and then the lightning brought it to life. We don't see any of that, but in whatever part five or six, mm-hmm. when the lightning wakes him up, we can assume that's what happened. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the relative? Using a I don't remember. Dagger. Okay. Not his mom. It's so no. bad. No. It's not his mom. It's not his dad either. Yeah. Maybe he has like a brother like a brother or a sister. His cousin. Yeah. He his knows mom. all about Jason. His, his mom had sex twice. Once for <laughs> Jason. And the other time for a brother. Alright. Uh how fitting. This is the only movie of Jason I remember watching. <laughs> this is a wild one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this one. Jason X. <laughs> What the fuck? Jason in space? <laughs> this movie is basically a remake of Alien, but they replace every mention of Alien in the script with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and you see boobies. It's a little leprechaun in space. Yeah. yeah. Feel. Oh, Literally, you see him beat the like, shit out of somebody in a pillowcase. Mm-hmm. It's like awesome. what? Like like the Star Trek holodeck, essentially? Yeah. That's a reference to a previous movie where he does that. No, it's more violent in this one, and I think there's two sleeping bags instead of one now. Do you see? Do you see boobies in the other one? You see boobies in all of them. Oh, I should watch this so movie. What am I doing? <laughs> the only place you can see boobies is the Jason franchise. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so wait, does the first one I get to see mom's boobies? No, but there's like I think maybe oh, Kevin Bacon is in the first one, and you get to see his boobies. Oh, I'm in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sign me up. A very young, handsome Kevin Bacon, Bacon boobies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Bacon bits. <laughs> Bacon bits. <laughs> Let's see if you see his if you see his downstairs. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Off the rails. <laughs> I do. Oh, th- this beer, the ten percent is actually in there. Right? <laughs> totally see, it's a, it just a slow transition. I know. <laughs> um no i yeah i definitely watched this one definitely had no idea what was going on uh i guess this is like uh part of my life when i was starting to determine if like if i didn't want to watch horror films or not had nothing to do with like if i was like scared it's just i didn't find the point i didn't find Mm -hmm. how they were funny (laughs) i see it now yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's more of like a I don't know if they're if the movies are in on the joke or not. Is the ones I like if because they're like ridiculous, but I don't know if they're meant to be. Yeah, those, those are the fun ones. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I can tell. <laughs> All right, we are on to the crossover. Finally, as you said, what ten years in the making here? We're on to. <laughs> Something like that. Freddy versus Jason, the ultimate showdown between two of horror's biggest stars. Freddy haunts your dreams and is afraid of fire after being burned alive. And Jason kills anything that crosses his path and is afraid of water after drowning as a child. So they duke it out. And I remember seeing, I think, the end of this movie, and it just ends up being a draw the entire time. Because Jason doesn't talk, Freddy Uh, talks, and then mm -hmm. at that point... Yeah, the Freddy, the main plot is Freddy, people have forgotten about him, 
so he needs people to remember him. So he like somehow inhabits Jason or revives Jason or something and uses him to terrorize people on Elm Street. That way they remember and get scared again. And then Freddy can take hold and yeah, I don't know. It's pretty silly and fun. Yeah, I was going to say, we talked about this when we did the um, the tournament for the horror films. Mm-hmm. We brought right. we kind of brought this up. It was like, yeah, it's not really Freddy versus Jason at this point. It's kind of like um, he uses Jason to get his power back because at you know this point in time, nobody's afraid mm-hmm. of Freddy. Right. Yeah. He's kind of a joke. So if he can terrorize them, then they'll be scared of him again. And he that's where he gets his power from. And then they fight at the end, and Jason cuts off Freddy's head. Oh, so Jason wins. Cool. Hmm. So now we know who. No, because Freddy winks at the camera after he's decapitated. So (laughs) Jason wins, but Freddy is also still alive. Uh, I was going to say the weird part is Jason has never been afraid of water at any point in any of these movies. He's, like, always in the water. He's swimming around. He's stalking people in the water. So, like, them using water somehow works, and then... I mean, I, I get the dichotomy of fire versus water because Freddy burned and uh, Jason drowned, but neither one of them really care about fire or water yeah. <laughs> in any of their movies. I was just going to ask, is this the same studio like that produced both these movies? Like, This sounds uh, like a rights battle waiting to happen. I think Jason started out at Paramount, and Freddy's always been New Line. I think New Line is referred to as the house that Freddie built because, like, he's uh. the whole reason New Line Cinemas like okay. gained any foothold. Mm-hmm. So eventually, New Line Cinemas bought the rights to Jason, but not Friday the Thirteenth. So that's why, after Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, whatever Jason takes Manhattan, they're all now Jason goes to this Jason X Freddy versus because they can't use the word Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, that's why. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So we have the 2009 movie, just titled Friday the 13th, a brutal remake that pulls plot points from the first three movies. And I just recently watched this movie. It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking about it. They they made, like, the cast, you hate everybody. Exactly. On that cast. You're supposed to root for Jason, I guess. Yeah, but I think it's easier to hate everybody else. Yeah, I'm like, fucking kill these douchebags. (laughs) He's the hero. (laughs) He is the hero. Uh, And I think it's produced by Michael Bay or something, so it's got a lot of that touch to it, which is not my favorite thing. And then, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, he kills people in a brutal way that's now too realistic and not fun anymore whereas before it's like you can obviously see that's a mannequin he's like stabbing and stuff like that so it's it's like oh this is silly and campy and now it's just like cgi and like people are being ripped to shreds and it's like i think one person gets hung above in tied up in their sleeping bag and hung above a uh, bonfire and they're just like roasting mm-hmm. there, and you could see them like their flesh melting and stuff. I'm like, I don't yeah, want this. This is not what I asked for. <laughs> this is nasty. Well, that shot, the bow and arrow shot to the guy's head when he was mm-hmm. on the boat, that was awesome. But, yeah, stuff like that's, that's like the first cool, kill that you basically see. <laughs> but it's like this other stuff. Yeah, as the much. movie went on, it was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> I feel like a psychopath, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm all dirty now. I need to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I got blood all over my face. Uh, 
All right, so I got some clarification. I did a little bit of research. So the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies, the first eight were done by Paramount or distributed by Paramount. I had that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, the, fir- the, the final three, Jason Lives, New Blood, and Jason Takes on Manhattan were done by, okay, sorry, that's, uh, the New Blood was Paramount. Uh, Jason Lives was done by uh, Terror Inc. And A New Beginning was done by Georgetown Productions. But Paramount decided to, yeah, we're going to still distribute. Still distribute them. Uh, so you can you can take it. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell was done by New Line Cinema because they didn't have Friday the 13th. So that's where it started is this movie. That's why the name isn't Friday the 13th. Then that's where you come with uh, Jason X's New Line Cinemas. uh, Freddy versus Jason is New Line Cinemas. And then Friday the 13th, when it comes back, is when Warner Brothers purchased it from Paramount. Okay. Yeah. And so New New Line's like, what the fuck? This is us. Yeah, now there's there's right issues. And now it's all a legal battle between the original guy that, like, wrote the movie – the New Line Cinemas, Warner Brothers, and Paramount are all like, wait, who owns this now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. right. Who owns what of this franchise? It's been like t- tearing apart, torn apart, hmm. and nobody can get it straight. Which is unfortunate because Halloween came back with some good movies. I want to see new for the 13th yeah, movies. We'll just let Disney buy them up and redo it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just own all the studios. Yeah, so J- uh, Jason's going to become a new princess. <laughs> <laughs> Jason joins the Avengers. Jason gives all his <laughs> gives everybody hugs. While we're at it, put Jason in the Smash Brothers. Jason versus Hulk. That'd be good. <laughs> all right. We are jumping right into the Friday the 13th Top 13 Kills. All right. So this is the Top 13th Kills we see on the YouTube. Uh, honorable right. mentions, too. We have more than 13. Ooh. Oh, oh she's, so she's hiding. Okay. This is Matt, Maddie in the New Blood. That's us. So you don't even see it. She, yeah, I don't know why that one was popular. And then we got Jimbo in the final chapter. Oh, there's Crispin Glover from Back to the Future. Oh. He's like, he said, hey, where's the corkscrew? And then Jason throws there it through his is. hand and then machete through the face. Oh, in the face. Oh. Part, uh, part killed two. Killed the cripple kid? That's a wheelchair kid. Look how far this wheelchair goes bouncing smacking me. Oh my god, that's that's <laughs> yeah, smacking me. <laughs> oh, here's karate from Jason killer. Takes Manhattan. Yes. This guy's like a kickboxing expert and he's like beating the shit out of Jason. It looks like too. Jason is like Solomon Grundy. Just absorbing the punches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his white hair Solomon Grundy, dude. What a he's loser. just looking for love. No one ever loves him. But dude, he's getting exhausted. He's punched at this Jason point, just push time. him. Oh, he definitely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, knock him off the roof. This dude is definitely not trained because you don't get no tired way. that fast if you're trained. Quit he falling keeps down. not missing. God <laughs> dang, is he going to ice skates? Well, this is, the, this is re- like all one shot, I think. And the actor was actually yeah. getting tired at this point and missing. <laughs> it's like Wait till bad the, Smash uh, Jason battle here. Swing and a miss. Uh, now he's oh just whiffing. So he just like chucks him off the ceiling. No, it's even better. Wait for it. I'm waiting. He's just giving up. Go ahead, kill me. 
Give me your best shot, motherfucker, he says. What? And he punches his head clean <laughs> off his body. Are you kidding the me? The head tumbles oh, off the top of this oh, roof shit. into the dumpster. Falcon! All the sex. The sex. Yeah, this is the sex, guys. Now we're in part Someone's two. This in is the Jeff bedroom. and Sandy. Oh, is no. Not his dick. Oh, so speared them both. Okay. Speared right through both of them having sex. So that's two kills. Here's Fear Bradley. That's right. Oh, this. I like how he hides behind this pole. Can't see me. In in, in part three. You don't see me. Is that an umbrella? No, he's got a a harpoon gun. Oh, I thought it was an umbrella. Is she like, are you really trying to hide behind that pole right now? In the eye. (laughs) In the eye. Oh. Jason, no, no time to train with a weapon. She's like, hey, boyfriend, whatever your boyfriend's name is. I like a new outfit. There's some titties. Oh, more, more sex. sex. Oh, this is from a new beginning. Movies. Oh, this is the... Chop off her boobs? <gasps> no, this is just... Not oh, her head. <laughs> really? Just like... Nine. Kind of head off with Chuck. clippers? For nine. Okay, all right. He's going to... Rick, Part his three. head just this one was, That was in 3D. Part three oh, wasn't 3D, so the eyeball actually uh, like comes out towards the screen. Eight. Here's your boy bits. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> bacon bits. <laughs> oh no! Oh, shit! Oh, through the neck. Uh. Oh. Jason was hiding. Well, I guess Pam was hiding under the bed. What a stabbed him through the neck. Stupid head. With an arrow. <laughs> Mrs. Oh, here's Pam. Seven. Check out her arms after her head gets chopped off. It's pretty funny. That's his mom. <laughs> My hedge guard! Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> no. Her arteries have no blood. It should be like squirty. Oh, oh coffee Luke burn. Skywalker. Oh, no. A hacksaw. Uh, oh, Axel you Rose. gotta go multiple times. <sighs> and the that and then twist it off. Was well, that Ralph Macchio? Number no, five. I don't know who it was. Trey. Freddy versus Jason. Uh, stabs him like a million times. And don't then spill your that's beer. not even it. What a chance. What? He did he not didn't. spill that beer. Shower beer. <laughs> oh, the boobies. Shower boobies. Wait, he's not done oh, yet? I s- I'm going to fold him in half. Oh, my God. He spilled his beer. That was gross. <laughs> More now sexy time. Oh. Oh, so oh, this is a good one. Some sex? This is... This might be the first one I remember. Oh, damn. Chopped in half. Jeez. <laughs> God, he doesn't like fornicators at all. <laughs> oh, here's Tommy Jarvis. He's a, Tommy Jarvis took machete through Jason's head, and then you watch him Aww. slide down it. He is ugly. Oh, yeah. That, that would so that wasn't even a, the best Jason kill. It was the best kill of Jason. That was <laughs> fucking bad. Sure. Oh, so he's a sleeping bag one. He just like wraps him up in the sleeping bag and like throws oh, him into the, the tree, right? Oh, there's Jason X. There's a Jason X sleeping bag, like hologram, yeah. This is the original in the new blood. Oh, beat him against Smash. the Smash. Apparently there was a cut where he smashes her a bunch of times. Like this. But that that's why they do it in Jason X as a callback, and they actually do it a bunch of times. But it's one sleeping bag against another, yes. so he beats one person against another person. <laughs> And then a oh, here's the one I didn't like. The melting. Where the, the boyfriend's stuck in a bear trap while he watches his girlfriend melt in a sleeping bag hung above a fire. That's a dude from uh, 
Superstore. Oh, it is? Oh. He's on Superstore. So, Silicon Valley. That guy. Oh, there's she, Melton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also on, on Mad Men. All right, number one. <sighs> Here we I go. I guess we weren't saying what number one. Jason X. Grab her, throw her against the wall. This is the, one of the most memorable ones. The dude's just, like, standing there and just watching it all? Well, he's on the other side of the wall, and they're in a spaceship, so it's probably soundproof. I don't know. Oh, her <laughs> clothes are just getting absolutely ripped off right now. Well, because the uniforms they wear in this are mm. just across your boobs. All right, now head into this random pool of ni liquid <gasps> nitrogen that's just opened. Ooh. Smash. And shattered. <laughs> Jason Smash. Hmm. Well then. And that was your 13. top whatever many kills. What? <laughs> Plus some bonus kills. Jeez. <laughs> Honorable mentions. <laughs> That's insane. That's why I love the sh sh movie, the shows, the movies. Just watching Jason do his thing. Does Jason talk in any of them? No, he never speaks. So it's not Leprechaun. There's uh, no limericks. I, I'm not, no, I can't get behind no. this. He never utters a word. He's just very creative in the way he kills people and then the way he hides their bodies mm -hmm. for the people that are still alive <laughs> to stumble upon. <laughs> so he's very creative in that way. It sounds more fun than Halloween. Yeah, I can't really, it is. I can't remember any like awesome kills in Halloween. And I think that's the, how they separated themselves from Halloween because they were both coming out like every year at one point and it's like well halloween is more serious and scary so we could better take it a different direction <laughs> exactly get people and get butts and seats in a different way and it worked for me because i prefer these movies over the halloween ones or other ridiculous oh, over yeah. like scary i don't yeah no no para normal shit for <laughs> me thank you yeah a movie where you can sit down with beers with friends and just like laugh at like oh yeah, shit look exactly. at how he just killed that girl it's, <laughs> yep. it's more fun to me <laughs> so watching those movies you'd be like death boobies death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. and i feel like that's what these movies were designed for just they pure entertainment podcast. value yeah. yeah uh but that'll wrap up this friday the 13th special episode and next time maybe we'll do part three or i'll say part we'll four, resurrect with jason and we'll We'll attack this again. <laughs> Get more specific in, in depth in one of the movies. And that'll be fun too. Now that you know, uh, I spoiled the whole thing for you, but there's no plot into <laughs> to this. So it's nothing really much to you, Any spoil. horror movie, any of these type of movies, you just insert. The, it's the same formula. So yeah. you know what you're getting into. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until you see the awesome ways he kills people, like punching heads off of roofs. <laughs> Like, that's the fun, exciting part. Cool. All right. Uh, oh, shoot. The lights just went on. I better go downstairs and hit the surge protector. Or what? what's it called? <laughs> to turn the, the lights back on. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the breaker I'll box? be right back. The power breaker. <laughs> power breaker. Yeah, I'll, I'll flip the breaker back on. Uh, so the cabin has lights again. I'll be right back. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God, he's killing me. <laughs> well, Seth did. <laughs> we'll find Seth, his head here in a little we bit. We can't save you, Seth. <laughs> we can save ourselves, though. Hey, I think I hear someone at the door. I'll be right back. <laughs> yep, that's a knocking. BRB. <laughs> Hi, what's up? Oh! <laughs> well, shit, pal. You think it's time we start our podcast? <laughs>
I'm thinking, uh, let's go out the window. You go out the window? <laughs> yeah, I'll crawl That's through the fine. window. Follow behind me. You go first. Oh, shit, there he is. Right there. He, how did he get over here? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you before, <laughs> before I die, um, until next time, drink up and don't die. Drink up and geek out. <laughs> <laughs>